0: Welcome to Rebel and Create Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five, husband to one, and believer that those who embrace the adventure of fatherhood will change the world. I'm super stoked to be recording my 100th podcast with UFC Hall of Famer, Uriah Faber, the California kid. But regardless of this guy's status, he is winning in every category of life, from business to entrepreneur, leader, coach, athlete, fun, family, and father. So dude, thank you so much for being on the, the show talking about fatherhood. Yeah,
1: my pleasure, man. One of my big passions in life, so I could talk all day about that. Absolutely. Yeah, man.
0: It's like from the outside peering in, you know, you have so much going on, probably a ton coming at you. Um, yeah. and I know I said father last on my list of categories that really, there's probably more, but that fit who you are. It doesn't seem like you lack passion in any one of those categories and fatherhood seems really important to you.
1: Yeah, no big time. And, um, it's funny cause I've always been a guy that writes down goals and, uh, you know, always it's been the top goal, long-term goals to have a healthy, to have a family, have a healthy family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just putting it off. Because i busy, I was nose to the grindstone, uh, pursuing this, chasing world championships, you know, trying to do business and, and this and that. And I'm like, dang, to the, to the time has been ticking, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, um, I waited until after I retired from fighting, and that's when I started, you know, really saying, all right, I got to pursue that the category. Family. Absolutely. Why was it always important to you? Um, you know what? I, I just. I've got a great relationship with my family. My dad is uh, you know, my dad's one of my best friends, my mom's one of my best friends. That's cool. My step parents, uh, Tom has been 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 awesome throughout the years and actually Cam I've known since before my dad and her were married, so um, you know, it's 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 been pretty uh big part of my life and I just when it comes to purpose and meaning and and, and like why are you here on this planet, uh, you know, contributing in some way or shape or form is, is something that's always been kind of internal for me. So I'm, I'm pumped to have actually, you know, stepped down that that uh, path and, and it's way better than I even could imagine. Oh, and and, uh, and so I, I feel lucky, second, second baby on the way, three weeks.
0: Yeah, man. So, so baby number two yeah. on the
1: way. So I'll talk about that in a second, but,
0: you know, you mentioned coming out of retirement, you know, becoming a dad. And I think you know when people think Uriah Faber, they think 2019. They think okay, 40 years old, yeah. come out of retirement, go uh, fight Ricky Simon, knock him out in 46 seconds. So that's like probably you know what most people will think of when they think of 2019. But yeah. 2019 was also the year that you became a father. Yeah, you know, so super big year.
1: Yeah, it was a big year, and um, you know, I was part of the motivation. I was having trouble when I did retire in 2016. I was having trouble getting motivated, uh, not to train and not to compete, but just excited about the fight. You know, it just wasn't as exciting as it used to be. The hair wasn't standing up on the neck, and I was always kind of chasing like, like that that experience. It was yeah. coming up on forty something fights, and um, and having my baby was just kind of a new resurgence into like purpose and 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 meaning and and you know someone else to. To, to be fighting for and, and so that was uh, one of the big reasons why I came out of retirement and um, on top of feeling great yeah. and just kind of missing it and I actually did a list of pros and cons and I couldn't really think of why I wouldn't do it otherwise uh, you know, other than that I had said I was retired. And so, so pros
0: and cons to do the fight? To do the fight, okay. yeah
1: and, and uh, just a different process when you have a baby involved. For sure. For, for sure. me, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: So how did that play into it? Yeah. Um, how did that play into it?
1: You know? Yeah, for, for 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 me, it played into it because uh, first off, my baby will always probably hear about the things that I have done, but uh, being able to look back and see herself as part of the picture is pretty cool. Yeah, and um, you know, so that was that was one thing. The second thing is, uh, it's one thing to be a business guy, but as you know, the margins in in whatever business you're in there are. Are different, you know. There's margins for uh, the restaurant business and margins for construction. You know, you're talking 15 percent margins and 26 percent margins, and and it's a lot of work and, and, and whatnot. But for a fight, for me, it's a lot of fun. The yeah. margins are amazing, you know. And so I'm thinking, you know, when I want to stack some chips for the family, uh, the most fun way to do it and the and the most lucrative way to do it uh, is is just going and having a fun a fun time and i was also on my 40th birthday feeling like a lot of people do things that are like run a marathon or hike a mountain or do something fun and i'm like this there's nothing i would rather do than than get in a fist fight and get paid for it Uh, that's awesome
0: so as you think about i mean when i just from the outside again peering in you know with all that you got going on you and your daughter Callie seem to have a super tight relationship even as a one-year-old girl yeah so it's like a lot of times I'll look at dads and and they'll go oh you know when my baby can do this or if I had a son I would do that so what is it that for you it's like it seems like she's on your hip a lot of places you go whether it's a business meeting or probably here at the gym wherever
1: you know I feel like I started manifesting the life that I wanted a long time ago Mm. and I was always talking about why i was waiting to have kids and it was because i wanted to be able to spend all my time with them and mm. make sure they're awesome humans and they just give them that full like sidekick you know s- situation and, yeah and so um that's been one of my goals and motivation i and i've always said you know i had a long career in the fight game which is pretty rare and um very successful in, in some way shape or form uh compared to the rest of the planet on, on the fight game, you know, it's, you know, some people get into the big show and then trail off. And, and I was able to ride it to a championship and get in the hall of fame and, and that kind of thing. But the motivation has always been freedom of my time, energy yeah. and, and headspace. And so, um, you know, Callie's my, my big priority. And, and now our, our new baby Rome is going to be the Okay. Uh, Rome, right yeah, on. Rome is going to be the, the, the next one. And, and that's it's part of my long term goals, just to be able to hang out with my kids all the yeah. time and bring them with me and this and that. I, I had a, a book written for Callie as soon as I found out she was a girl, and she's got her own set of, of of songs that are custom to her, and um, you know, Rome will have the same thing. It's it's been uh, you know, I'm trying to be a champion dad, dude. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. Uh you seem to go all in on <laughs> like yeah. anything. You go in, so you got a one
0: and a half year old, right? Yeah, that's about how old Callie is. Yeah, yesterday actually. Yeah. Oh, Okay, yeah. So yeah. one and a half, and then baby number two is just about to be here in just a few yeah. weeks. So no messing around.
1: Yeah, it was that. That was actually not planned. Uh, that's how the so best ones come. Yeah, and so it's been it's been rough on Jasmine. She's she's yeah. gone from new mom to then we had an ectopic pregnancy where she had a surgery. Uh, lost a fallopian tube right you know a couple months after we were pregnant with Callie or Callie was born and then healed from that and got pregnant right too again.
0: Women are incredible. Yeah. I mean you have like so much respect after yeah, after nuts. you're a part of that whole uh that whole thing to me it's like it's incredible but it's kinda like barbaric. Like we try to make everything so clean and perfect and then you go watch a baby come out and you're like, oh my God, this yeah. is this is real. Yeah it's it's, it's pretty it's... raw but it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I was actually there when my little sister Michaela was born when oh, okay. I was 13. So that was my first experience in the room, you know, watching a baby be born, but it's it's a whole it's a whole unique experience oh, and man. you can't really explain until no. I, until it's there. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. So how are you feeling about baby number 2 coming? I mean, you have a great relationship with your daughter. Yeah. And then you have a boy coming, so there's that level of excitement. Yeah. But then now it's number two as well. So yeah, what are the, some of the, the excitements and maybe the, the worries or fears? Not that you seem like a worry or fear kind of yeah, guy. Yeah.
1: That's the problem. I, I don't have a worry or fear in the world and then Jasmine's like doing all the work and she's got the well, yeah, granted she's, she's got the carrying the worries. That, yeah. Yeah. she's got all the all the hard, hard work. But uh you know, the biggest thing for me is uh, on on having two babies is you know, how are we gonna how are we gonna deal with the time and right. make sure that Callie feels like she's still number one, which I don't think is gonna be a problem. She's already prepped and she's so super smart and She'll she's the sweetest too. thing. She's gonna be pretty pumped, yeah. I think. And uh you know, I don't really have any any fears per se. I guess uh you know just want the baby to come out healthy. That's yeah, that's the biggest thing. You never and know. Jasmine to do to do well. Yeah, and know. Jasmine to do yeah, well. I wanna make that. sure that she's She's mentally and, and physically in place. Right now, the baby's breached, so we may have to do like a, a scheduled cesarean yeah. or, um, or possibly do like a manual turning of the baby, which doesn't sound like fun. So we're hoping or the boy switches, switches yeah, around. About a little bit of time. And, and comes out on his own the right way, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. What are some
0: ways that you, as a dad, running with your schedule? have been supportive through this pregnancy? You know, because I think there's a lot of dudes out there who it's just like, hey, that's, you know, you're pregnant, yeah. I'm going to go do my thing. Yeah. It seems like you're pretty supportive in that area, you know? I think yeah. dudes could be encouraged by that.
1: I think one thing that makes me a good pregnant hubby and 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 dad is uh, willingness, willingness to be uncomfortable, willingness mm. to go without... Sleep or food or whatever the deal is—I've done that in my life right. a lot, and so it's not new to me. um Something that is new about this pregnancy is, you know, with Cali, was planned and we were waiting the whole time, mm. like anticipation. It seems like it's going forever. We've like barely thought about it this time around because we're involved with Callie, you know. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, the baby's coming. You know, it just doesn't get quite the the same, you know, mindful thought while they're in the womb, which doesn't bother the baby, I'm sure, but. Um, you know, that's been a little bit different. Um I guess uh time I've had to change my sleeping schedule and that's mm. more so now with with Callie. Before she'd actually be a pretty good sleeper and it'd be easier for Jazlyn to to get up with her and 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 all that, but at this point I'm just letting Jazlyn if she wants to sleep, sleep as long as as long as I have the time to do it. You sleep in and and, uh, you know, I'm Aaron boy. Uh, whenever I can, I'll bring Callie. Like, you know, there's no, there's no punishment that involves my baby with, with me. So if Jasmine's mad at me and she's like, well, you take the baby. I'm like, let's do it. Got it. You know, I, I just want the fruit because I get, I get nitpicked a lot in the house. Like, did you wash your hands? Did you put that? Do you watch her this and that? When it's just me and Callie, like, I am like a, a little bit more freedom, like I can let her run in the park with her shoes off whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the case without getting yelled at. So um I enjoy the house my...
0: usually looks different when it's just dad at home with the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the kids look different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the
1: the teachers can
0: they know when I got the kids ready for school and my when my wife's out of town or something like that. Oh yeah. They'll let
1: them pick their own clothes that don't match. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah, uh, Jasmine's she's she's like I laid out the clothes. That I wanted you to wear, like, well, but she didn't want her. to wear them. Yeah, she's like, "Why is she wearing that?" <laughs> like, I don't know. I messed up on uh, a couple of times. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: Um, so last year, when you when you first had Callie and there's a thousand things pulling at you, exciting things, right? What were a couple of good resources for you? Whether it's just I'm a first time dad or I have a lot going on, it's like when you think of becoming a new dad. What are some of the resources that were good for you? Whether it's a book or a podcast or a mentor or um, the relationship with your dad, like what it could be, whatever.
1: Man, the biggest resource hands down was my mom. Mm. My mom, like, literally lives in Santa Barbara, and she. Uh, rented a place two blocks away actually stayed and lived with us at the beginning we came home from the hospital with you know my mom's famous spaghetti and meatballs ready and italian salads and the house cleaned up and and then you know of course my mom's older and it's been a while since she's been a mother uh to babies but so then it has to be like here's her opinion and here's (laughs) You know, we did the research and everything, so yeah. dealing with that's one thing, but uh she was huge for us and still is, yeah. you know, literally rents a, rent a place two blocks away and is like on call to hold the baby, take the baby. She'll take Even it Even still? Days. Oh, yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. So then
0: as you have Rome coming, you're going to oh, have yeah. that help.
1: Yeah, she's, she's already prepping to move the whole situation here and, um, you know, and then also just... People that we trust, you know, obviously, yeah. be, but whether it be family, et cetera. Then the other one is, uh, you know, Jaslyn. She's she's like a researching machine, so I didn't have to do too much work. I have my own thoughts. I was a human development major in, in okay. college, which is purely for dealing with humans and a lot about, you know, growing up and right. whatnot. It's it's kind of a stay at home mom. Or a teacher elementary school teacher kind of major and so I've got all that knowledge that's 20 years old though because that's when I graduated college so I've got you know Google with Jazlyn and my old knowledge from books we'd mesh it together <laughs> that's awesome nice all right yeah
0: I mean having parents and relationships like that are super key yeah. you know so I think especially in our current world where we want to be so independent all the time and we 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 sometimes don't have as solid relationships with people. I mean, it it shows up in times like that when you don't have oh, that yeah. support. And, dude, coming home with a baby is gnarly. Yeah. You know, it's like I remember driving home with our first. I was 21. I, I wore a backwards hat in the delivery room. I mean, yeah. I, those nurses were probably thinking that my kids pretty screwed. But, <laughs> you know, we come home, and I'm like, wait a second. Where's the manual, whatever? They're just sending us home with this baby. I mean, I can't cross the street wherever I want, yet yeah. they'll send me home with a baby. It's kind of gnarly
1: yeah it's gnarly. i remember driving home with Callie for the first time and like it's the first time that i've ever put my phone like where i couldn't reach it okay i kind of want to be tempted and like being super cautious stop stop at every stop sign and like just oh when you're driving the car yeah, yeah, yeah driving the the car home with the with the baby I didn't want any kind of distractions or anything and and you're like oh crap like things have changed everything's <laughs> already yeah, yeah totally
0: yeah. when you think about fatherhood what do you think the role of the father is
1: um i think the role of the father is the same as the mother uh in some respects which is basically to create you know uh unconditional love and support uh encouragement i think more so maybe than the mom but mother nature would say otherwise, uh, protection. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't want to mess with a mama bear. That's for sure. Oh Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, They'll, they'll get superhuman power real quick. (laughs) Um, and then just, uh, you know, discipline also, but discipline for us has been, you know, finding stuff that Callie likes and and letting her know, like, do that again. We're going to take that away. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think the 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 roles should are about the same. Yeah, you know, minus breastfeeding and and uh, you know that's about it. Yeah. yeah, man.
0: There's a word that you said that I mean for you. I just think this so much about you is that you're such an encourager. You know, and you said the word encouragement. You know, and I think about myself as a 37 year old dude still getting a word of affirmation from my dad. It, like feeds me it like means something to me and you'd think at a certain point like who cares what my dad has to say but (laughs) that's just not the truth you know so you said encouragement and I see you encouraging people all the time like whether it be the people you're coaching your team your employees you're always encouraging people and and I think man with a little girl especially and even your son but like the kind of humans they would be just from having a dad who is encouraging yeah isn't is is incredible, and I mean that's my my mission, man. Is like f- our world would look different if dads just engaged with their kids. Yeah, and were themselves, right? Like you're yourself with your kids. Yeah. It seems like you're yourself no matter where you go. You yeah. know, um, but that encouragement I think is uh, is pretty powerful. Yeah, that's
1: a big one. And and uh, and my dad. I mean, you know, my dad. He's like the most optimistic, happy guy under all circumstances. So I, I got lucky with that. I think part of that's genetic a lot of it's probably learned he had great parents himself mm. um but it puts things in perspective and i and i have a different appreciation for my and understanding of my parents because i'm an now older that, yeah i'm an older uh father so i went 40 years where it's just me and i've got my parents that will like drop anything to come help me like my dad a little i'll be like man i can't the toilets I'm like all right i'll be over there I'll be there in twenty minutes, and you know, like he's he'll do anything, and I'm like, I've always just appreciated, it, but then I understand. Like, I get off the phone, my dad, he's like, "Man, I love you, I love you, I love, 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 love you." And I'm like, "Thanks, pop." And then I get that when I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I mean that was sweet to hear pop say it. Yeah. You know, my whole life, but then then you understand. Oh, like he's really like, you know, he built me. You know, and so it it put things in perspective, and so I can appreciate my parents more and. And it makes me want to be a better kid myself. Yeah. You know?
0: Man, a couple of things you said. I mean, you said your dad had good parents, you know, so that the reality is, is like his parents, how they live, set you up for some of your success, yeah, you know, time. and we don't think about that sometimes the influence that you and I have over our kids is going to impact like two, three generations down Absolutely. the line. And so, you know, I would just say like dad's listening right now. If you had crappy dads, which you hear people say a lot, yeah. you get to choose to change that. Yeah. If like you get to choose to go in your home and be that encourager, and it, it, it might be freaking hard to do yeah. and take a bunch of work your whole life, but it's going to pay off like two, three, four generations down the yeah.
1: line. Yeah, 100%. And I remember that's one thing that I was thinking about as an older father. I was like, man, my parents aren't going to be along, around as much as if I would have had young kids. And I really want my parents' influence. And then I started realizing like, well, you know, they're gonna get my parents' influence from me through you. Yeah, and 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 that's the way it goes. It passed down, and and we keep building the next generation. And uh, so, you know, I when I when I started feeling bad about that, I was like, you know what? I started thinking about how much I actually see my grandparents, and I'm like, I feel like I've gotten a lot from them because I know about them, I've heard about them from my from my my parents. Uh, you know, their experiences, their stories, but I've got the history of my parents, my grandparents, and everyone else through, uh, you know, story and, and through the actions of my parents. So I, I feel uh, that, that relieved me a bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's your story, you know? Like, there is no perfect story. It, it's not like yeah. I should, you know, like, sometimes I'm like, dude, I had my kids at 21. I should have I should have lived a little and yeah. wait till I was 30 when I knew something, you know? But yeah, it's yeah. just everybody's story kind of shapes oh, yeah. them however. But I'm, yeah, I mean... I have
1: no regrets.
0: Yeah, but. yeah. That's good. So... When you think about, you know, just to ask one more question about first having Callie and, you know, because it's fresh, what was your biggest struggle? You know, when you think about, man, what was the the first year being a dad? Because it doesn't matter, you know, how well known you are, how much you make, this, that or the other. All of us, we get a kid, you know, for the first time and it's a gnarly change to life. So for you, what was the biggest struggle of kind of stepping into fatherhood? (sighs)
1: Man, I've always, and I've been preaching this to Jaslyn also, just to brainwash her so we could have more kids, just saying that it was, it was really easy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what, like, you remember know? how easy that was? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, remember, your, pregnancy, easy, easy pregnancy, wow, what an easy, remember how easy it was? It wasn't easy, but yeah, it was pretty easy, you know, after time. But uh, I think probably the biggest struggle for me was, like, you know, It wasn't really a struggle, though, I would say is kind of awakening is um, where I spend my time, you know, Mm -hmm. because I've always been like, wake up in the morning, go, 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 go. Try to accomplish as much as possible in the day. And then it really, you you know, I have things that are set in stone, like the gym here and then projects that I'm working on, like acai, Cali acai that I'm about to build and and, and this, that and the other thing. And it makes you kind of weed out like all the all the stuff that really doesn't matter might not have as good of a chance because you need the time right so time time becomes more of an essence than ever before and uh, so the struggle has been like okay how do I continue to be a breadwinner in the lifestyle that I want and um, not you know get taken with my time yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: this is a great example, right? We're talking about fatherhood. You took some time to talk on the podcast about fatherhood, which is something you're passionate about. But yeah. there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. So have you like started to ma- like being such a nice guy? Master the saying no, like what to say no to and how to say no. I mean, that's like
1: I've gotten a lot better with it. I mean, it's it's a lot of times been pushed through Jaslyn because we're we're really opposite. Like I'm like I built this team right since 2006, and my house used to be just people at the house all the time time, yeah Yeah, i'm i'm watching the fights there the team comes over i'm doing holidays you know for the guys that are out of town thanksgiving's at my house you know that kind of stuff so it's been a big shift in that i've had to really show you know a team a team and family vibe within within what i'm building here without opening up my personal life as much and that's been a big big difference and it's so it is yes saying no but also making some hard changes forced with arguments and just constant like you know (laughs) reminders from jasmine when i'm like you know people people just coming over right you know this is our house why are people just coming over oh sorry that's you know you know that's, that's the bachelor pad but it's no longer a bachelor pad.
0: Yeah, yeah, so finding that, that balance is tough. It's, I don't really yeah. think there is balance. I think that there's just like ebb and flow, right? Yeah. It's like paying attention to the relationships that are most important to you. Right. You know, how often do you pause and kind of like course correct, you know, like evaluate, okay, this is where I've been the last few months and, and this is where I want to head. Like how often with all that you have going on, do you do that?
1: Um, I do it very often and I don't know if it's from being hit in the head, all this time or the fact that phones understand how to zap your attention and like they're systematically literally like, like there's technology that's making this thing like try to get me to not focus. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a constant thing for me because there's all sorts of different directions I could go because I have my foot and uh, a lot of doors and it's a lot of irons in the fire. So it's like, do I move, do movie stuff or I just focus on the team and the, the, this and do online programming and, uh, you know, do I want to move out in the suburbs, but then I'm, you know, 30 minutes away from the gym and so I won't be home as much. And right now it's only it takes me five minutes to get home. Like there's a lot of constant like rethinking of things for me because I have so many different interests and in irons in the fire
0: yeah i just think it's i think it's good to hear because i think so many dads have so much going on in their head right, right. yours is definitely heightened and escalated but like as dads you're pride you know you want to know what your priorities are you want to be able to know what to say yes and no to otherwise i mean like you're a great example your calendar is just going to be a river that just yeah. takes you away. Right. So, like, regardless of how much you got going on, you know, dudes have to be intentional about where their time's spent. Right. Otherwise, it's all going to get dictated for them. Of course. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot of work to manage all that in your head.
1: Yeah. You it's, know, it's 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 really. Uh, and I've got, you know, people that help me out a little bit, but I'm like the master of double booking. I, you know, uh, it's 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 really. It's really a struggle and, and then, um, you know, figuring out where you have to be the head honcho and where you can pass things off mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Yep. It's like, you know. Letting go a light. little bit. Yeah, okay letting, go letting go and that kind of yeah. stuff, Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So this podcast is called Fatherhood Field Notes and it's what we're doing. We're just open up your field notes to share like, okay, this is my life. This is how I'm a dad. Yeah. But the mantra behind it is rebel and create, you know, and that really came to me in 2015 when some entrepreneur stuff didn't work out for me Uh and I had to really self-evaluate and go like, dude, if my identity isn't coming from this thing I thought I was going to build, who am I? And so this, over the course of that year, this idea of like, I want to rebel against the status quo ideas of what I thought I was going to be defined by. Because like, as a dude, I want to be loved, needed, respected, valued, um, know that I matter, know that I'm leaving a legacy, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to rebel against that stuff. And, and I realized like my family, how much they needed me. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, now that I've tore these walls down, some of them were torn down for me, yeah. I'm going to go create this life that I want with my family. And so I want to ask you, what's something that you're rebelling against and what do you hope to create out of that? Now, that could be as simple as I'm rebelling against being on my cell phone on Sunday so that we could have a family day, like create a family day. Or I'm rebelling against the idea that, you know, I can't have everything I want and I'm going to create it through this. So like what's something when, you, when it's Uriah Faber in his mind, what are you rebelling against?
1: Um, I guess... I'm kind of rebelling against uh I don't really know what I'm rebelling against. I kinda do what I want I would say so maybe you've always <laughs> been rebellious then uh yeah i'm 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 like a rebelling against structure and status quo you know I feel like uh I'm pretty bad at being like Locked down on something like, and and so that's probably what I'm always rebelling is just the the regular uh, nine to five yep. lifestyle. I'm I'm like freestyle kind of lifestyle, and um, to create out of that, what I would like to create is an absolute like powerhouse that lets me continue to be like that through uh things that i like that are actually also providing passive income for me mm-hmm. so that that's that's the constant struggle because there's things that you're good at and there's things that want you and there's things that you want and uh so finding the balance between the things that i kind of like and the things that i really love and the things that i really want has always been the the constant thing and it changes because you have different interests and stuff you know right. so um, for me I want to set up through my unconventional way of living and, and spending my time energy effort and thought process I want to create these things that are fun like podcasts and uh, you know acai that I love and gym and a team and clothing and, and you know making movies and that kind of stuff there's a lot of things that are going and people are like, man, just you need to focus on one. And I'm like, you know, that's I, I don't know it. if I can handle it. Yeah. You know, so I want to create things that work, and uh, and allow me to continue to do that. Yeah.
0: Once you've got something off your plate, you probably just fill it with something else, anyways. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what my wife gets most frustrated with me about. It's like I I kind of thrive off the chaos. Yeah. I like I like having multiple things go at once. I feel like it helps me to to do them all well right because yeah. I'm learning from this thing what then I could apply to this thing over here
1: yeah I get I get some slack from filling my time slate I'll, I'll get this all the time if something gets canceled and I fill it she would be like we were supposed to be here right now and now you're gonna go do that I'm like well we canceled that she's like yeah but like that was our time and right I'm like, oh yeah okay that makes sense I guess so I have to get better at being like okay Alright, we're not going to we're gonna to go to Apple Hill, too smoky at Apple Hill. So let's go back home. Alright, well I'm gonna go blah blah blah. No no no, this is our time. Yeah. You know, we're gonna yeah. do this and see so, yeah, I get I get caught with that too.
0: Yeah. When you think about, you know, the next twenty years of your kids living with you in your home, right? Yeah. What are some traditions that are super important to you that you go, okay, when they're moving out and I look back, these are traditions that were either important to me is it because now it's like you have you and Jaslyn's ideas yeah. of this is how I did it as a kid this is how yeah. you did it what are some traditions that either you want to continue to do or start to do um,
1: well I think having sit down dinners is good yeah uh, maybe a movie night that, that's one of our favorite things to do it probably happens too often for Callie she loves her movies but um, how many,
0: what's the movie that you've seen the most of with your one and a half year old
1: Moana and most recently Jungle Book and yeah. we're talking
0: like hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy.
1: <laughs> Easy. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, sit down dinner where we actually talk and interact. And then, um, you know, I like – I'm trying to get – I'm not great at speaking Spanish, but I'm trying to get Cali bilingual best best as possible. So I have a couple different ways of doing that. I would like my kids to be bilingual. Yeah. Um, it's a valuable and, yeah, tool. That, and, that, and I think that's – and I have – here at the gym, like downstairs and in, in practice, when you guys walked in, we have, you know, two top-ranked fighters from China who are here right now, and we have the UK, we have uh, Japan, and we have, uh, you know, Russia and Nigeria, and we have fighters from all over the world. And so, I've been trying to expose Cali to as many of those languages as possible, especially in the first three years, because the first three years, if babies are exposed to different languages, then it's easier for them to learn any language. So I uh, learned that back 20 years ago. I don't know if it's still true.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it is. That's
1: good.
0: Um, man, I, I super appreciate talking fatherhood with you. Um, my last question for you is, is about legacy. So, you know, I don't know how many kids you'll have, but let's just say, you know, 40 years from now which is kind of gnarly to think about. Yeah. You know, Callie will be 40 years old. When you're standing on the street, looking in the homes of your children. Yeah. And you see the way that they're interacting with their family. (laughs) Yeah. What is it that you want to see? So it's not so much like money or this or that. It's your actions day in and day out. Your words, how you acted, you know, what is it that you see in their home and the way that they're living their lives that you know you imparted to them?
1: Um, the unconditional love for sure. I'd like them to be challenging their family. So it's not just about surviving and living, but like how are they, you know, getting better, like you know, learning new new things and and um, just really the encouragement of of thinking big. I would want my Cali in, in Rome to be uh, teaching their kids that anything's possible mm. and then kind of showing them how that that whole process works and i think i'm going to be able to do that with Callie in 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 rome too. just get them to be believers almost gullible about the world and almost delusional about anything being possible so i think if i can get my kids to pass that on we're going to have a lot of success yeah yeah
0: how did your parents do that for you i mean clearly Like you believe that you could go do what you want to do, you know? So how do they do that for you and support the things that you've built?
1: Um, They're pretty – I mean my mom was pretty straightforward with that. She'd always be telling us that. I remember if someone say we couldn't do something, she'd get mad at them. And my kids can do that. My kids, you know, just overconfidence and support. Uh, My dad was more so – just amazed with everything I did he was just like whoa you know (laughs) like always always impressed whether by design or actually he was I don't know but um I think just and also the environment they're going to be brought around you know they're going to probably in today's day and age you know it's it's hard to 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 decipher uh a movie star from somebody that's on the internet (laughs) i mean because they can make videos and whatnot so i think that's going to help change and have people thinking you know they don't have to stay in their lane per se if you want something in this world that you can find a way to get it it's not like all the chips have to fall into place i mean we want to give them all the advantages uh, possible and i think my my parents were all about that i remember my mom if i liked art she'd get me an art Mm-hmm. In an art class or Probably
0: whether she liked it or not. Yeah. Right. So oh, I think yeah. that's huge, is is like it doesn't just have to be what you like. Yeah. You know, to see the things and be in tune with your kids, what matters to them, yeah. And and inspire them or encourage them in that area. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. My I mean, my my parents weren't athletes. Yeah. Uh, but they were encouraging me to do whatever I wanted. My mom wasn't super happy about my journey into the fight game, but I didn't tell her till three weeks afterwards. And I was already graduated from college and moved out for years. So, uh, you know, she's she's always been supportive, but um, would rather I never get hit in the head.
0: Yeah, yeah like any yeah. good mom. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. Um, all right, so just want to ask you this because as, as you talk about the way that you encourage your kids and it's like us dads, we need to be encouraging our kids and supporting them. How do you, right, so your mom told you all the time, you can do it, my kid could do it. How do you stay humble uh, with that <clears throat> kind of ingrained in you?
1: So so ask the question one more time.
0: So it's like, okay, you're going to be encouraging Callie and Roman right, yeah. and maybe other kids, you know, down yeah. the road how do you encourage them in, 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 but then also help them to stay humble oh. because you've stayed humble yeah. right so
1: i think i think they'll probably just learn from example like yeah. like you know we have homeless around sacramento they'll see the way i interact with the homeless or somebody that we do know or don't know and um i think that'll be you know and i i always have to get checked as a kid i was always you know we went to mission avenue elementary school and uh we'd have report cards that were plus and minuses and ends for need improvements. And it was a lot of like, instead of just that, it was a lot of um, breakdowns of the kids. Really cool school big paragraphs about Uriah is this, and Uriah is that, mm. blah, blah, And I was always a leader. Uriah is a natural leader. Kids follow him. And so I was always being coached by my parents on being a good leader mm. and how to have compassion. If you're going to be,
0: you know, looked uh, uh, up, you need yeah, to... Yeah, they're
1: like, you know, you have this special power, you know, like mm. that kind of thing. You got to make sure you do it. You use it as good. And so um, I think... And who knows what my kids will be like. Maybe they'll be introverts, extroverts. I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be pretty... I mean, Callie's already like scares bigger kids by walking up, and <laughs> wanting to go on walks with them and whatnot. But, um, you know, kind of assessing their strengths, weaknesses, and personalities, and and adjusting to that, and then leading by example. They're going to see how I treat people and mm. and know that uh, they're going to get knocked down if if I see them doing something that that is not up to par with being humble. Really, yeah.
0: Man, that's so good. You're right. Thank you so much for talking fatherhood with me. I mean, truly, in in all categories and all aspects, you're really stepping into that al- alpha male uh, figure, and uh, and just seem like you're you want the best for everyone around you. Yes. You know, and it's not it's not just you. It's not all about you. And I I uh, just encourage you, man, to keep being that dude. Keep loving your kids, uh, loving Jasmine, and and as more kids come, you know, just keep. Um, being so hyper focused on the things that are important to you, man, you're just going to keep killing it and making such an impact on our world, man. I appreciate you and
1: and you as a father. Thank you, man. And so my last thing is, you've been a father a long, long, lot longer than I have, and you have five kids. Yeah. What if you could give one? Um, Ooh,
0: man, getting asked questions. One
1: good. piece of advice or something that I may not be thinking about um, going into multiple kids, or something that helps your marriage or your significant other feel, uh, you know, like you're doing your part. What, what are the, what, what is something that, that has been a tool for you that you can maybe. Yeah,
0: man. Oh, it's so good. So it's like, I think of the first kid I had when we had Brooklyn. I mean, I really thought that my role was just provide, you know, because I think like the woman goes through this night, this gnarly. Right. And so I was like, I guess I better go provide. So, I mean, three days later I was back to work yeah you know and and on by the time I had my fifth kid, I stayed home and was like way more in tune for a few weeks, and yeah. so I think that was huge for me. I wish I would have done that on my first kid. It's just like everything else is still gonna be there, yeah, you know, in two, three weeks like just just enjoy this moment because it's not gonna last for very long right um and then I found myself sometimes like as my kids like if they're fighting in the store or they're fighting in the parking lot, sometimes I'd be wanting to quiet them up not because I'm trying to be a good parent and discipline them but because they're being a reflection of me it was like I was more concerned about how people viewed me as a dad versus just like who gives a crap what those people think like focusing on my kid so I think just being able to push everything else out um and then really I mean Right now, I have my oldest daughter. I mean, dude, imagine Callie going to high school. Yeah, it's you know? nuts. It's nuts. So I feel like I just am getting started, and my 14-year-old daughter is starting high school. And uh, I had this, this whole trip in my mind planned. To t- she wants to go to UCLA, so have a dad-daughter weekend and take her to UCLA and, and uh, just have some bonding. Because my biggest thing is just Trust. Yeah. Like, I know you're going to screw up. I know you're going to do stupid things. And so she's made some bad choices. Yeah. And when she has, I've been so, so pay attention to my response. Yeah. Because I know if my response is like, blow up, then yeah. she's never going to tell me something again. Right. You know? So, um, so I want to find that t-
1: balance between keeping the trust and the discipline. being the discipline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And a lot of times I realize when you make a stupid choice, there's already a consequence. So sometimes I don't need to give you another consequence yeah. because like life has consequences. Yeah. Um, so I would just, you know, cultivating those relationships. And so um, like, so I couldn't go to UCLA because it was shut down because of all this bull crap that's going on right now. And so we just went up to Tahoe for the day and just floated down Truckee River, did a ropes course together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I think the key thing, like when you have a super full life is just to <clears throat> carve out that one-on-one time. Yeah, that's great. And then the last thing I would say is I think you know, one of the easiest relationships to kind of dump on when, when life is heavy. And I found myself doing this is like to my wife, Sarah, you know, it's easy to take her for granted because she's going to be there, you know? But what I noticed is when I'm, man, when my twins are born, um, I noticed things were not good, you know, and we were broke at the time. And I implemented just every Tuesday was date night. I mean, and we might go get a Starbucks and sit in our car around the corner from our house while my mom watched the kids and just share a coffee and talk. So it was making sure that I invested in that relationship because, man, I think it's so key for our kids, you know, to show them stability and whatnot. So, yeah, man, those are just a few things. I love it. Dude, thanks for asking me that. That that That's dope. I appreciate Um, it. I know.
1: I've taken it all in and and the one that hit with me the most and Jasmine and I have been talking about that portion – uh at the end but the one that hit hit with me the most which I already kind of do but um you know and I'm always preaching to Jazlyn is the not caring what anybody thinks you know following on your instincts and and like I said I'm 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 a step ahead on that one for the most part uh Jazlyn gets mad at me because I, I'll do like even laws It'll be like, well, there's a reason why there's a law. This is to protect us. Now, if I feel safe, I'm gonna break the law. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, that's not the law. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but the law's here because, you know, we're at a stop sign, and I don't stop, and I roll through. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit somebody. You know, and, and, and I can obviously see there's no one in sight anywhere. So we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're just like, that? posts, you know, whatever. So, uh, I need to find a balance between not just making my own rules completely and, and continuing to be like, okay. You know.
0: But that comes back to the rebel and create, right? I mean, yeah. at a certain point, if we just live by the rules society puts around us, We're just going to be a bunch of Homer Simpsons. We're not going to take ourselves too serious or or really live up to our potential. So that's not going to happen. I just
1: don't, I didn't want to get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, right on, man. I appreciate talking fatherhood. It was good. Great great to have you, man. I love this. Thanks for letting us come in the
0: gym and talk fatherhood with you. Great, great podcast.
1: Thanks guys for listening.
0: Wow. That was super fun talking to Uriah Faber about fatherhood celebrating our 100th podcast. It's crazy. Been working on this for over a year, wrote the book, started the podcast, and here we are at our 100th episode. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the love and support. It means a ton to me because I truly believe fatherhood has the opportunity to change the world and our role is critical and very fulfilling when embraced. Hey, as Uriah and I talked, you can tell this guy's hyper-intentional in building the culture of his home. Do you ever feel like your home is just chaotic and that time is moving faster than you would like? I believe that you have more control over this chaos than you realize, and I wanna invite you to step into your fatherhood role and start to build the family legacy and culture that you desire. Now, this starts with the standards, beliefs, and values that you set in your home. And just like Uriah is building a culture of encouragement and this idea that you could do anything you put your mind to, you have the opportunity to create your family's unique culture, Now, I've done this with my family, I'm working on it with my family, and I've taken what's worked and what hasn't, and I've put it into a free how-to guide that I want to give to you. Now, I know as soon as I hear free, I shut down and think, okay, I'm about to be sold to. But here's the deal. If all I do is just focus in on my own family, then this whole idea of fatherhood shaping the world really means nothing because... I want to think about my legacy two, three, four generations down the road. And if I care about that truly, then it doesn't matter just what I'm doing in my home. It matters what you're doing too, because my kids might marry your kids one day and they're going to start a family and they're going to build their legacy, their culture, their standards. And it's going to take you and I's day in, day out actions and words to be intentional to help shape those future generations. So you can head over to rebel and create and grab the free guide how to rebel against the chaotic home and create the standards and values you desire you could find it at www.rebelandcreate.com forward slash family culture guide now our world is hungry for leadership and stability and as uriah and i talked about it this starts in our homes and as fathers we get to set a tone in the home we have the opportunity to create the culture that we desire. If you enjoyed this podcast, please review it. If you're listening to it on iTunes, it really helps spread the word that fatherhood matters and gets it out there to more dads looking to be encouraged and inspired. And don't forget to subscribe. Every Monday, I put out the fatherhood field notes podcast, interviewing incredible dads. And then every Friday I put out the craft of fatherhood. It's a little bit shorter, 10 to 15 minutes for that busier dad who still wants some encouragement and some inspiration, but might not have time to listen to an hour long conversation. I want to say thank you to all you dads out there listening. What you do truly matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids need. I'm your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the low expectations for fatherhood and create the culture we desire in our homes. Head over to rebelandcreate.com forward slash family culture guide now. I look forward to talking to you next time.